It is Friday the 31st of March 2017 and this is episode 306 of Digital Outbox. Welcome along to another episode. This one in quick succession. We weren't around for ages and now we are. I'm here with Ian. Hello, Ian. Good evening, Chris. Um, I thought it was worth doing one uh, for two reasons. One, a lot happened this week. Secondly, it's April 1st tomorrow and there's just all these crap, (laughs) spoof, really shady tech stories and it's like, go away. So (laughs) we'll be releasing a podcast on April the 1st and there won't be any uh, junk in it. Ding! Guaranteed. (laughs) Unless I accidentally pick up on a story that was a spoof and include it no as i've done before bt <laughs> when when did you do that chris <laughs> portal portal t-shirts anyone <laughs> uh bt they were, they were good i still want one um bt you've got fined 42 million for late installations this is part of the open reach uh service we talked about that last podcast about uh, how that's being split up now. Uh, and this is where BT is supposed to deliver certain services like rolling out high-speed lines within a certain time, in this case 30 days. And if they are, can't do it, they're allowed a little bit of extra time if they give sufficient notice. Now, their idea of sufficient notice uh, wasn't in alignment with anyone else's and therefore the regulator said, it's a serious thing, you weren't taking your responsibilities uh, properly and we're going to fine you a significant amount of money for it and an additional fine of £300,000 for not providing Ofcom with the information it asked for. So obviously they were being um, quite held back and reserved about what they were delivering as far as information went as well. So a bad week for BT. Yes. And it was a nice little follow-up to us talking last week about um, BT and OpenReach and how mm. they've been, you know, there's a a bit more separated there. And and the big figure is that the so the forty two million and the three hundred grand was was obviously going to Ofcom. and um, but they have to pay three hundred million to corporate customers for the delays. Yes, yeah, so they actually have to now pay the fines uh, and probably you know in excess of that yeah. as to what they would have had to do at the time. Uh yes. So this kind of kind of backs up the story that all the other providers have been giving over a while, which is BT are not delivering on their promises. They are servicing themselves before they service us. We are getting a bad deal. Anyway, Ofcom have agreed and they have been fine. Which does make me think last week it was all kind of carefully stage managed. Let's do this good mm. PR that we're splitting. And also, yes. by the way, five four or five days later, yeah. ouch. We'll pay that fine. Please don't tell it until after we've given the good news to work, yeah. the better news story. Yeah, I think you're right i mean another thing it goes to show is uh and it's kind of something it's probably going to become more prevalent you know regulators they're there for a reason uh companies say they want to get rid of all this regulation and they want to be free to do what they want to do (laughs) and especially well especially with i don't want to say the the b word but especially with us departing from europe and well there's lots of talk around in the news now about how we've got the great repeal act but how can we adjust things to get rid of some of this regulation that we don't want we don't need it man we're all right with edit but actually companies prove multiple times and repeatedly through history that they cannot be trusted uh, and really they do need regulation to keep things in line otherwise they cut corners take risks and those risks sometimes backfire i heard i heard the repeal bill being described as the as the, the cut and paste bill because they're just going to cut and paste loads of european law but at the same time they also want the, the parliament 
or the parliamentarians want powers similar to Henry VIII had because they don't want to do <laughs> there's not enough time to discuss it just give us a power let us make the changes to law and it'll all be good everything be fine don't worry don't you worry your little head don't you worry your little head um virgin media also in the uh, <laughs> also in the bad books so this one they they have they actually suspended internal staff members uh, four members i think um because they've overstated the roll the speed of rollout for the virgin media sort of high speed line product um so they were effectively what this turns out to be is that they were saying oh yeah that's kind of done so we're going to say it's done uh, and then it turned out that it, they really weren't done and actually because of the some delays and things the things that they had added to their done list uh, remained undone for a, a long time. Um, I can't see the effect of this. I don't know if this is a, a financial reporting uh, issue or what. Um, but but anyway, it's caused a stink and people have been let go. So I think it's also it's back to to not only the pace that they are rolling out, but as they're doing a quarterly, you know, out to the market, how well we're doing. They're obviously overstating. You know, the so basically, and... the, so it's so it is a financial thing, and they're yeah they're saying we're a better company than we are. They're re- they're not presenting their real position yet. Yeah. And again, it sounds like someone took that little risk of, oh yeah, we're just you know they're pretty much done. It's, we're within ten miles. <laughs> Let's <laughs> do it. Yeah. So okay. And I don't even yeah, so... I don't even know how much is tied into. I know the government does things about you know getting broadband <laughs> out to to mm. more people. I know, yes. I know. Virgin tends to not be out in the sticks. It tends to be, yes, they're in the north of England and very much at the centres of populace. Good word. <laughs> Elon Musk, being busy, being busy boy, he's <laughs> decided that his space is whatever else he's doing is not enough. Yeah, how many companies he got now? About four that four big things. Probably. And he's, he's doing Hyperloop, and he's also got a tunnel mm. company. Yeah. So, so he's decided that's not enough. He's set up Neuralink, which is a company that aims to make human brain interface devices. So this is to be placed into your brain and act as a, an additional layer of consciousness and cognizance um, inside your brain. So there you go. This is this is the Android start. You know, start of the Androids. And and Musk has been really, um, he's been very cautious around about AI, just saying it needs to be put in check. You know, we need to have safeguards in there. Um, and there's been a few other notable, you know, luminaries that have said much the same. You know, whereas, whereas you've also got a lot of notable people saying, no, we need to crack on AI, this is going to, you know, save the world. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting that he's now started, and it's just the way it describes it. So um, a digital layer located above the cortex, built into the brain. And I wonder how how I wonder how that's supposed to be interfacing. Whether it's giving you know feedback of some sort. It's, it's been uh, you know who knows. There could be all sorts of things going on. Um, but you know, brains are clever things, and maybe they can start using some of this. And and when Mrs. Muscle and words, so he describes this as a neural lace, and it, and it will help humans mm. keep a pace with rapid. Rapidly accelerating advancements in artificial intelligence, Musk said, will cause humanity to be left behind by a lot. Mm, I, I heard a, 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 a sort of a, a radio broadcast not too long ago about, about people sort of doing wearables and going beyond wearables, which is you know actually integrating things into their own bodies. And and there was a simple one where this person just put a, a little rumble pack in his chest, effectively, and it, and all it did was rumble every time he faced north. 
And he said that <laughs> even though it sounds like a really random thing to do, <laughs> but he said the from a simple concept, you wouldn't believe how much that changes. Your brain uses that new information uh, about you always know which way you're facing. Um, you just you unconsciously know the direction you're going in and he said your brain just starts using that information in various different ways so it's interesting that little things like that, that add an extra sense to your body that you didn't have before uh, can add, your brain starts using it in interesting ways so if i got a massive magnet and stood next to him would that totally fry his brain because <laughs> yeah, he'd just be so confused i'd be like it's north and, everywhere and and maybe and maybe <laughs> maybe he would feel some of that disorientation who knows that that's the interesting thing about it isn't it really i've made it made you cry. It, it, just, it was very interesting. It was just that I did not. <laughs> no, you know, was, I didn't expect either. But no. then you don't see the ramifications, and that's what he said. You don't see that coming yet. All these different things that then your body starts reacting in different ways to. There you go. So anyway, Elon Musk—he's got enough money to. He, he, I mean, is there are there Superman stories going around or Batman stories going around? Because he sure as hell got all the technology aspects of these things going down. It, well, everybody, he's the closest to Tony Stark. So so you, you missed out Iron Man. So he's the closest to Tony Stark and, and all these things because he just seems to be, I've had a cool idea. Let's go and, let's go and do it. <laughs> and and he's But he's doing it in such a way that he's still clearly earning money rather than just costing himself money. So many things like this go down because they just cost themselves too much money. And, and, but I mean, SpaceX, just that was our first... The first return of a or the first space flight of a reusable rocket just yesterday. Full on reusable yeah, rocket. No, and he succeeded where oh. so many people said you can't do it. Yeah. And NASA's, you know, said we can't afford to do it. In fact their country and, you know, America in general said we can't afford to let you do this. And he's done it. Well done. Um, and, and just, I, I mean, I just mentioned, it's just ironic I mentioned Iron Man. I don't know if you've seen the kind of story doing around today. So it's a guy called Richard Browning and he's, he's basically um, building an Iron Man suit. So he straps mm. rockets to his feet and his arms, and he's yeah. It's what could possibly go wrong? It's it's amazing. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to find um, the name of his company. Oh, it was something like Gravity or something. Yeah. Um, why does he want to do this? Why not? Well, I guess so. But I mean, <clears throat> I don't see that too much different from you know a wingman suit or um, you know these kind of. <clears throat> these bio suits that are now you know, helping people lift heavy objects yeah, and stuff like that. If you go to gravity.co, okay. um, uh, it's pretty impressive. Google this week has announced its um, Echo competitor, so Google Home and also a Wi-Fi router. So we, we talked about this when they first got announced in the US. They're coming to the UK on April the 6th. Um, priced uh, just so the Google Home is just a little bit cheaper than Amazon Echo's full size device at 130 um, and the router is also 130 so they're just sort of sticking with that. I think this is the clever router that kind of finds a clear broadband, you know, clear channel uh, and aims to give you uh, a kind of the best experience based on your local environment. So it doesn't just it's not just a router that's been tested in isolation. They actually they've said it's designed to be tested, you know, used in the real life world. Real life world, <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, Chris. Um, it's fine. But yeah, so the, you know that one of the selling points for the the you know Google Home was always that it's contextualizing everything, which Amazon Echo struggles with, uh, or just plain doesn't do most of the time. But Amazon Echo has quite a head start on on this. 
Yeah, I think the fact that it's been out for so long and they've got so many skills, which is their extensions, their infant mm. extensions, and it seems to have been adopted by loads of people that I would not not have expected. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm working I think with. they got the price spot on. I yeah. think that it was, and the t- and the timing up to Christmas again was just spot on because it was an easy thing to go and buy. Yeah, for and and I, mean, I know I bought mine when they had a deal for Prime members. You could get it for yes. hundred quid. You know, so yep. it was like, I think and there's a lot of prime members. I'm quite surprised how many of those there are, to be honest. Yeah, and I think I think you grabbed it. I, I said I was always going to buy one. You grabbed one, and I about ten minutes before it expired, I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Um. Uh, so so Google next week. So um, lots of UK specific things. They talked about how the you know, new brief, news briefings from BBC and Financial Times mm-hmm. and Telegraph and Sky Sports and. It plays music and it does some connected devices, but not as much as, as you've said, not as much as no, the just, Echo. Amazon just got that run and obviously the developers are integrated now into that. Now, I can't see the developers not integrating with Google Home. No, uh, absolutely. It's just a matter of time. Um, and, you know, there's obviously talk again around the privacy of all this and the fact that all that data does end up in the Google Cloud and do, Google will mine it so their privacy policy allows them to look at, you know, essentially mine that information as well and add it to your growing amount of data that's out in, in the world. So, again, you pay your money, takes your choice. Um, I'm pretty sure that Amazon do a, you know, they store it as well. Whether they mine it, I don't know, is the answer to that. I'm sure they have the option to do that. Uh, interested? Um, Are you thinking of... Yeah, just because I, it's a very geeky thing and I quite like it and... I've got, I've already got Alexa, and it seems like wasteful to have another one. But I, I'm quite tempted just because it's again, it's at that price point where mm. it's quite hard to just say no. I, I, I'm a no at the moment. I must admit, I, it's mm. just because of the. I've got I, I what I use Alexa for or the Echo for. It's is, so, uh, is good enough, and I just yeah. can't see what I would do with it apart from, you know, having it to review it against. But yeah, uh, and. and and may, and just it's covering your bases, but then you can always wait and see where you need to cover your bases and when the time comes. But mm. no, I just like the geekiness of it and and the fact that it's just you know, like I say, it's it's not out of the reach of my money. And that made no sense. I'm you know some good words tonight and some bad sentences. <laughs> I've, I've, what, what I've picked up on so far is lots of words, but putting them together makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Yay, Friday afternoon podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right, App Store. Right, rather than me talk through this and get the numbers and words. Numbers, see? See? (laughs) The numbers are in this. Right, getting all the words in the wrong order. You can talk us through what's going on with the developer responses. So, so, I guess lots lots of feedback over the years on App Store. I could leave a review. You could leave a review. Those developers hated it because you get a one star review. This sucks. You know, and there was nowhere, there was no <laughs> yeah. right to reply. Um, and under 10.3, which came out last week, oh, sorry, earlier this week, um, Apple are now allowing developers to respond um, to reviews. So you actually get a dialogue. And the way they've done that, they weren't very clear. They just said it was coming. Um, mm-hmm. But but it's a bit strange in that you can leave a review and it doesn't go through any approval. But if, if you leave a review in my app, when I respond, it goes through an approval process with Apple. Um, right. And I think the view seems to be that so you're not blaming bugs on Apple. <laughs> you know, it's like if your app's not working, it's your responsibility kind of thing. And 
So they seem they've to be been quite prescriptive about what they want people to say and how they want them to say it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Some of the developers straight away have been jumping on it. Was one, was one guy said he'd he'd marked a comment from four or five years ago that had a one star review. It was only one star review, and he was desperate for this, and he had, it was his first <laughs> reply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's it's interesting. There's a couple of so Android. You've been able to do this in the Google Play Store for I think about eighteen months, two years. Um, and there was a developer who was rep- I was watching it on Twitter as the conversation unfolded, and there was a it was a, a developer said that they used to reply all the time, um, mm. but they found the ratings went down. It was almost right. like people were being it was almost because you had that right to reply, and people were being a bit more harsh, so they just stopped replying, and their ratings went up. <laughs> and it was just one of those anecdotal things. I still mm. think it's a good thing. It's all done by emails as well, so. Um, you submit your you submit your response. You get a, a, a notification, an email back. Sorry, saying that's it up. And also, as as a if I've left the review and the developers responded to me, I get an email saying the developers responded to my review. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to say, as a as a user of app stores and user of reviews on things like Amazon, whatever, as a you get quite savvy to understand when, you know. It, from a developer's point of view, yes, it's annoying that someone's given them one star and they don't have any recourse on that. But to be honest, they don't really have a re- even replying doesn't necessarily solve that problem. No. But what I can tell is, if I read a review and someone says, "You know, this sucks," and just leaves one star, I disregard that from my, so you know, exactly, you know, from my from my thing. I, when I get a a, a nice, you know, a, a paragraph of text which outlines why they think something was one star, I take note of it, and that's you know. I guess it's nice that the developer can have that right to reply, but I think as a user, I'm pretty savvy at understanding when things are genuine complaints and when they're not. Agreed. Square, we've got Square. Yay, we've got Square in the UK. This is a company um, startup whose <coughs> aim is to bring um, <laughs> dear me, credit card uh, verification to oh, me, <laughs> to mobile devices. Uh, basically, they they're going to um, go after small uh, firms uh, and give them the opportunity to be able to take card payments via their little device, which pairs with your uh, smartphone. Yeah, so it's a little dongle. When they first when they first came out, it was a little it plugged into the audio an attachment port. to iPhone. I think it was an audio port it plugged into or something like that. I can't remember. Mm. And it was like they had this, they had it all on iPhones and iPads, so it was a cheap way of standing up a, a shop. Yeah, uh, and they were trying to cut into PayPal and all these other things. Um, and it, and it's a great success in America. It's now here. So £39, you can get the Square Reader. So again, so it's now Bluetooth um, it connects to. Yeah, and they take 1.75 um, cut on the transaction, which uh, I don't know how far they go as far as you still need a merchant account or whether they do all that. But 1.5, 1. 1.75% is quite cheap for a, a yeah. transaction, is assuming there isn't any additional uh, merchant account sort of charges going on. Yeah, so good, good to see it coming here. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, why not? It, it, whether consumers are going to be happy about plugging their f- cards into this random thing, and then typing a pin number, say on a you know a screen, a phone screen, feels a little bit um, less secure, should we say? Oh, I don't know. There's a there's a, uh, there's a donut shop in Glasgow that, that just you just pay on an iPad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Lovely donuts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Facebook app has now got camera, direct, and stories. So this, uh, you might notice those are kind of in alignment with Snapchat type stuff. 
Um, so the, and and on the I, on my Android Facebook, I can now see stories at the top of my screen. So what's this going to bring to me in? Um, it's just Facebook making sure that, that that what Snapchat brought to the world, they have made sure that not only Instagram has it, and not only not only I can't remember the other properties that they've got. Um, what else have they got? I can't, yeah, what's that? Like say, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and now Facebook have all got stories. Um, and it's I mean it is a total clone as well. It's not they've not tried to be clever no, about just, it. And they've even said, yeah, they got it right, and we <laughs> we got a copy. Yep, it was the same with Instagram. Instagram copied it, and actually the, the, the traffic went up. Facebook have done the same. They don't want to see. I mean, Facebook are just they're, they're very much uh they're very much in. Uh, we can we can just clone it and copy anything now. We've got a big enough market share. Don't really care. Since we've you know since all those stories about just people copying everything and getting sued left right and center sort of died away it's almost like this this sort of sharing agreement that everyone's had which is pretty much you know i'm not going to hold you against that as long as you don't hold me about this it just seems now it's a free-for-all <laughs> everyone just sees a good idea and copies it but it's it is it's driving things forward a lot quicker than when everyone was suing each other and not knowing whether they could use it or not so i, I think i'm a fan of this copying um uh, yes and no. Uh, if I made a nice idea, then I'd be annoyed that everyone copied it. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, I'm not coming from that. I'm coming from the consumer point of view. I know you are. Is... But and that's and that's where I'm slightly torn. And that, mm. that you know, if, if you're the person that comes up, there's, there's no way you can compete with Facebook from the no. from the, the the social graph that they have, the power that they have, the size that they have. You know, the, but the, interestingly, the user users base. are aware of the size of Facebook and don't like using it for that very reason, whereas yeah. they don't mind using some of these smaller services, which is another reason why you see Facebook buying up these services and not bring them into the fold, because they know that if they brought them in, then they'd lose all the people. You know, kids don't like using Facebook because it's too, you know. Yeah, your parents are on it. Well, your parents are on it and it's too, you know, it's too corporate. I don't know what the word is, you know, everyone's on it. So Just wait till they get on LinkedIn. I have to say, I've been using a bit of Snapchat with my family recently, and I've, it's, um, you know, those stupid videos you can make with them. With the, very cool. And <laughs> I have to say, it's pretty messy as a as an interface. I don't really understand what the hell's going on all the time. Um, it's because you're too it just, old. I think that's it. <laughs> <'Cause> it <laughs> like, you know, I, yeah, it just, I don't, I don't really understand. I, I'm a bit out of control on it, but there you go. It was, uh, to me, it was one of those apps where it was like, as soon as you fired up, I was like, I have no idea how to do what other people are doing. Anything, exactly. I don't how. know how to do anything on there. Yeah. It's weird. But it's and it doesn't give you any clues. And then usually it does something that you're not expecting. And then you're like, oh, I didn't want to do that. Never mind. Give up. It's because you're too old. Yeah, I am. IKEA has come into the smart uh, lighting world and it's doing it at a pretty cheap rate, to be honest. So it has a new offering, and it's going to be uh, it's going to have a selection of dimmable bulbs and sort of different hues, whites, and things like that. Um, and you've got your motion trackers, dimming kits, and things like that. So doing a whole ton of stuff. It comes with its own sort of gateway, which allow you to control it all. At the moment, its biggest drawback is that it doesn't have the integrations with the kind of Alexas of the world or the um, Google Homes, but I'm sure that'll come uh, in time. But it uh, kind of released a, a good competitive price, so underneath uh, Philips Hue, which is quite an off-putting price for a lot of people. Yeah, and the human Hue is lovely, but I mean, 70 quid to get you know two bulbs, the remote, and, a, and, the, and the gateway, the little hub part mm. of it, I think is a cracking price. You know, and yeah, Hue is a what uh, is 150 quid to do the same, something like that. Yeah, I think so. 
something around there. So it's quite a substantially, you know, half that price. And it's when they're in that market inside of an IKEA store, they're they're you know they want to look at lighting as well. So there's a really nice way in. I don't think it, I mean it's 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 not like half price when you're looking at individual components. So it's only undercutting you know an amount. Uh, well, so there you go. I'm actually surprised. So the equivalence of Philips Hue white personal wireless lighting LED starter kit. Two mm. white bulbs and the bridge, sixty pound. Okay, so they may be matching it already then. Yeah. So that's that's and that's only the white bulbs, though. So obviously, yes. you, quite often it's the color. So ones if you go for the three bulb colored ones, it's one hundred and fifty. So it's quite a mm. jump up to to like turn your room red. Yeah, I think I can turn my office red, but um, have I ever done that? No, <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yes, IKEA. So there's a bold move, like I say. I think it's a, a sensible one, as as long as they can integrate into some of these bigger sort of services. I think that's the the, the final thing. But you know, if you're going in IKEA and you're trying to do your whole house out, then having these as an option is a great sell sell point. You know, and they can do it. They've also the time. they've also got a, a full range. As in, they've got you know wireless motion sensor mm. kit. They've got you know LED light doors and panels and other bits and pieces that all link together. So it's like Hugh came out with a first kit and it's you know it's yeah. matured over time whereas this seems to be like a quite a mature thing in uh, straight away yeah, yeah if you're moving so house, you literally could do your whole house yeah thing. apart from the kind of you know iftt or you know hooking in with which the Apple again they're saying stuff. it's going to come so i think yeah. it will yeah LastPass has warned of a highly sophisticated security flaw, uh, and it's if you're using LastPass, you need to be on guard. Um, so I think we've said this before. Anytime one of these password services comes under attack and a flaw is found, it can be pretty fatal for them because it's their one business. <laughs> they, you know, they're, they're in the business of being secure, and if they're not, it really can take a toll. Now, you know, they... It's a zero-day exploit. It has been understood, and they're fixing it. They're obviously not letting anyone know until they have fixed it what the problem was. But they are significantly worried enough to tell the users that they should be uh, careful at this this stage. So yeah, what, if you are using LastPass, go and have a look at the best advice. Yeah, what they're, what they're saying is... Um... Uh, yeah, so the staff recommend that LastPass Vault, where passwords are stored, should be used as a launch pad, and users should launch a website directly from the vault. Um, the, the, Which no one does. No. So the, the, the guy that found this vault, uh, this vault is uh, a Google um, security researcher. Um, so the chap's name's Tavis Ormandy. Um, he figured out how to do this, <laughs> this exploit while I was in the shower. Um, and he had found a problem and he reported it to LastPass straight away. Um, I, can't, I can't believe it. Some people have brains that work on a different level. Maybe exactly. they've already got implants or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I, I saw that in both both uh, Ormandy and also LastPass said that see once they've addressed it, they'll, they'll disclose more. They obviously don't want and to that, disclose that's it. That's totally fair enough. And it seems like it's a quick... Um, you know they've responded fairly quickly to this, so yeah. But uh, as you say, it's a uh, it's a little, a little worrisome, you know. Really, if you're you know, a LastPass user, it the whole concept of this is that one password rules them all, and if they can't keep that secure, you're in trouble. Shows that two factors is going to be more and more and more and more and more a thing. It's, yeah, well, gonna, I, I noticed happen. in the ten three update this week, Apple were basically forcing two factor. Mm. Um, so when I was setting up my mum's devices, it was like you have to turn this on. 
give it, you know, yeah. and mum was like, "What's this? What's all this nonsense?" I think to be, honest, I, I think I am agreeing with it now. You know, I've I've added it to most of my accounts. It's now, a pain, just, but, yeah. but it gives you some protection. So it's never it's never a monumental pain. It occasionally is a marginal pain. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's a small prick in the thumb. It's it's, it's the, a thorn. Uh, not a big gaping slash of a knife wound. But if I haven't already said Authy, there's a nice little app on, on, I don't know if it's an Android as well, I think it is. Um, so you can add lots of different um, two-factor authentication services to it and it's all in one right, place. Right, okay, so you, because that's, that's, that's often the thing now. I, I use a Google Authenticator for a lot of services, but then loads of other services have their own home-baked thing, which is pain yeah so authy will try and combine that all in yeah so authy will also let you add googles um so you okay. can have a list of you know i've got a list of 10 different accounts in there just now okay um, it just means you can you know fire up the app pick the one and um, yeah let it do okay. stuff <laughs> twitter is going to stop counting the at replies towards your 140 character limit now i thought we'd talked about this ages ago i thought it, i thought this was a done deal so the, about a year ago, they said they were going to start doing this and they were investigating it. But what a mess right. they've made. What an absolute mess. <laughs> so, so they hope that it's a, it's, it's a cluster. Um, Fudge. It just, so, so, so basically, it, uh, yes, it's almost like the, so the, the app replies are now just metadata rather than being in the, mm -hmm. within the tweet itself. But if you go and look at some of the tweets, I guess it depends who you're following today. But all of a sudden, you're seeing like, you know, because you can you can copy in like 50, 60 folk or something like that at, 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 and send them a message. Right. And you start and, and then, so you're just seeing in like tweet box. So people are abusing it basically. <laughs> yeah, but also the way you take people off the chain is you need to click click on the, the name you want to remove or so you click on the app replies it then brings up another ui where you need to check box of people you want to reply to mm. or remove it's like this okay. so you get all these forks of conversations and mm. the ui can't keep track of it all no so it's almost like people are using it in a way that they didn't really envisage they were going to end up using it yeah and i did chuckle that i met a thought from slack who were just like oh you can't do simple replies this is a mm. this is a mess and it does seem, <laughs> it, it does seem, it, it, it's weird because it, it feels like something like the at reply, which Twitter never had originally, you know, it was, it was a bit of an add-on, but everybody's used to it and Facebook copied it and all the other services copied mm -hmm. it. And they're almost like trying to get rid of it. Um, and it's, I don't know, maybe, maybe in a year's time, it'll all make perfect sense. But right now, Maybe. it just feels like uh, you've had a year to do this and it's uh, you failed. It felt a bit like having links not count towards your you know, limit. It sounds like a very simple thing to say apps don't count towards your limit yeah. because then you think, oh, yeah, then you've got more space. But it's almost like you only want one app not to count towards your limit. If, you want, if you've got multiple apps, then it should. But yeah, you're right. It's, that sounds like a mess. And it's other things. It's like people are going back and older conversation and all the apps have disappeared. Mm. And and it just so you're just seeing people just going, you see like a comma space and where the app was, there's nothing or the, mm. the comma was after the app. It's just a UI mess again. It's like oh, you've broken a lot mm. of old conversations this way. Another thing they've just done today or tonight, just about an hour or two ago, is they've removed the egg. So clearly, because people are associating eggs with the unsociable users on 
on on Twitter because there's there's options now within Twitter that you can say mm. you know don't don't no eggs, yeah don't I don't want to talk to eggs eggs can't mm-hmm. talk to me but they've removed the egg and they just went for just a a kind of you know non-sex human type character almost yeah, saying so please put your photo up yeah ah <sighs> well done Twitter I, it's, it's, I have the fear I really do. Samsung is about to start selling the Note 7 again. That's why I've got the fear. <laughs> <laughs> so they, that it's not necessarily true. It depends on what, I guess, regulators and all that kind of say, I think. But they're, they're either going to start selling it or they're going to use components from um, the devices to, you know, roll out a new one. <laughs> to, to what, sorry? The batteries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't specifically mention what components, do they? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, you know how many firms there are set up just to recycle phones, and it's because of the amount of precious metals and stuff, and and you know, real rare metals. That's the more the thing, um, rare earth metals that go into making a phone. So there, there's no point in them having this massive stock that they just chuck out. So that the very least, they're going to strip down all that um, as much as they can. Well, they said so. They said there's three principles. Um, to make sure that the Note 7 is recycled and processed, basically, so we don't lose any more money. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah, fair enough, though, isn't it, you know? So, first instance, um, it'll be used as refurb devices or for rental. Now, I don't know about you, but if I got a Samsung <laughs> Note 7 as a rental, I'd be like, no thanks. Give me a give me a Nokia, you know, feature phone, please. <laughs> just, just what a phone. Uh, I don't know. I think people are probably less worried than you are. Uh, maybe. Maybe they like to have their pockets explode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think they need to do something because yeah. no doubt they have millions of these devices kicking around. Millions. Um, it's going to be, and, and maybe even more than that. Who, I don't know how many is on these production runs when they get going. They must be pretty pretty large. Yeah. <clears throat> um, however, as they have announced their S8. So we had the Galaxy S8 event. Um, and so they showed us two phones the s8 and the s8 plus um, they were definitely in the um the premium market so they're 720 dollars and 840 dollars but they are extremely good looking devices so they're they got their curvy edge um screens and the screens now uh, sort of fill much more of the front face there's no buttons at the bottom so there's literally just sort of a, a, an earpiece near the top and a small black band at the bottom but um it's a sort of <clears throat> I guess it's almost like a lozenge shape, isn't it? It's all rounded and, and, and say the screen goes around the edge and stuff. And it, say from from the what they were showing on 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 the stage, it was a very attractive device. Oh, it's gorgeous. I mean, this is the, the I mean, right right now the between them and the LG phone, I think was it it's, it's CES earlier this year was very similar. Mm. That and, and it went to a, you know almost you know no no borders, no chins, um, you know no buttons. Um, but also that this kind of different aspect ratio. So the the, the new aspect ratio in the Samsungs is at eighteen point five to nine. Right. Okay. Um, so again, they've kept. They're almost keeping the same, you know, long and thin size. But they're just saying actually, you're used to that as a size, and we'll just make the screen the whole the whole design. Yeah, use that whole lot. I, I thought it looked lovely. It really did. And they've got some awards for their screen, saying it matches all the colours that it should do and accurately and all that kind of stuff. So. I don't see a phone as a great place to view movies and stuff like that, but if you you know, it shows that the screen's uh, up to some up to 
business. Um, they've had to move the home button underneath the screen, so it's a sort of tactile home button that's not really there, but you've just got to know it's there and it will give you haptic feedback. Um, and then they've moved the fingerprint scanner to the back, so a bit like uh, the, the Pixel did that as well, didn't it? So yeah, can... I, th I thought that looked... A, a bit, I don't know if it's just something you get used to. It's right next to the camera. Mm. So, so whether you... yeah. I mean, I guess it's one of the things you probably have to hold to know whether it's going to work exactly. for you. You know, it's like <clears throat> it's like your thing. If I hold the hand, if I hold the phone, the finger is up quite close to it anyway. I mean, I have to say, quite a lot of the time, so. I'm unlocking my phone when it's sat on the desk next to me, and and a fingerprint scanner on the back isn't going to help that. So, um, you know, courses for courses, but they had to do it to realise the design, and I think it's an acceptable way of going about fingerprint scanning. So. Um, they're also talking about um, biometric scans to unlock your phone, so you can just look at this phone and it should uh, pick pick up who it is and and then unlock just because you're looking at it. And so that takes away that kind of yeah. Um, and they've got two different ways of doing that. There's a face recognition, um, which mm -hmm. some people have tricked quite easily, and that's always been the fear about the Windows yeah, Hello type always, facial recognitions yeah. that you can you can probably trick them. But this also mm -hmm. does iris scanning as well. Yeah. Again. Uh, most of these things going to take because even really sophisticated iris scanners can be tricked and it's it's about a matter of just maturing the technologies i think i don't think it's something i'd it, it depends how secure you want your phone to be right you know if you've got stuff on there you don't want people to unlock then the nsa particularly then don't don't activate these things um what else what else was they talking about they so I guess a couple, maybe one of the surprising things is the camera hadn't changed. Um, mm -hmm. So the, the actual... They've got a lot of camera units. To... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the, the actual lenses, cameras hadn't changed, but what they have changed is, is the, the, the software. So basically they've, they've put a bit more grunt in, into the into the what's processing and also the, their development of it. Um, so you can take, you know, multiple shots. It can basically give you an HDR photo, which sounds similar. Like the Pixel does that as well. Um, and there's, there's things like, you know, it runs the latest Android, which is nougat. It's and water and dust a, resistant. There was a picture of a person underneath water in a pool yeah. using their phone. Is that is that realistic? I don't yeah. know. Is, is, that, yeah, dust, so it's water, is that water resistant? Yeah, it's water and dust resistant. Uh, and interestingly, they've also got the headphone jack. So when you had Apple last year saying, well, we had to move it to make room. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Mm, well, he did it. Yeah, mm. that, Stick it to him. Yeah, actually, I, I do. I, I do think. Um, I do think they have out-designed Apple. You know, they've mm, made. Nice, they've well, made, Apple have been stationary for a bit, haven't they? Yep, so but that, made, that's why. That, and that's the problem. So this so that was the that was allegedly something that they rushed the note out for because they thought they could take advantage of Apple basically putting out the mm -hmm. same design and not changing too much apart from headphone jack. You know, that was one of the big things last year. My my Facebook, you know, review, you know monitoring of facebook people seem pretty enthused by it yeah, um, yeah. Right, so, so i think i think it's, I think it's going to be a popular phone again people people were waiting for a, a galaxy phone that didn't explode basically ah, and, and in the box as well they're they're they're, they're, they're claiming uh, i guess you need to wait for some reviews but the, the wired headphones are going to be Harman's akg brand so they're saying it's it's a hundred dollar headphones that they're now putting in i mean i think yep, typically fine. before they've always felt like you know anything between 10 to maybe mm -hmm. $30, 40 headphones. So that should be a significant boost as well if you've not already got a decent set of headphones. They were showing off Bigsby, uh, their digital assistants, their Siri and their uh, Alexa sort of 
Siri or whatever. Um, so this is, uh, this is context the, aware. So going yeah. down the Google route. And this and this is the company they bought. This was the folk that Apple had bought. So they did Siri. Apple bought them. They then left Apple and then they've stood up their new equivalent. And now Samsung have bought right. it and called it Bixby. And they are they are loaded. There's a there's an actual. There's actual button, a dedicated button on the phone just to launch this. So it's not the they can't shy away from it. It's not like mm. it's by the way somewhere or it's voice activated. It's a one of the buttons is dedicated to launching this. So um I think it'll be interesting to see what they start to do with that. Yeah, definitely. Um they also talked about there's uh, you know, uh, some health apps and stuff like that integrated, including the option to actually get in touch with a uh, a doctor and get some feedback uh, in real time but I, th- I don't know whether that service is everywhere global or whether it's just um no a little bit vague about that mm-hmm. it felt felt like uh like in a keynote claim rather than actual yeah who's going to do this fleshed out thing yeah. yeah uh they they showed us the new gear 360 so a little handheld um camera and they gave one to everyone in the audience um, who were very happy and it looks a lot more. Uh, so I've I've messed around with a couple of 360 cameras over the last mm-hmm. year. This one looked a, a lot more usable, and the last one was like a kind of ball on a tripod. Mm. This felt like something you could handhold. Yeah, uh, it was. It's, it's like what does it look like? It looks like a grown-up game piece. You know, a little human like character, but you held the the body of it, and then the head is the 360 camera. And it's it's not very big either. It's what the size of Mars bar. Yeah, it's not that, that big, you know, and it can now take a 4K image, you know, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good, really good quality. It'd be interesting because the last one, there was definitely some stitching issues, you know, so I've used mm-hmm. like, the, there's a record, uh, a camera called a theatre, which the stitching on it is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all, you know, you just go bleep and it's stitched, you know, you don't need to do anything. And the Samsung was the same, but you could definitely see the join. Yeah. Um, and it always, always kind of broke it a little bit. It was like, ah. Um, so interesting to see if that's fixed. They also had their new Gear, Gear VR and plus the motion controller, which got lots of positive feedback. Seemingly that was okay. uh, you know demoed really well. Um, and considering it's one hundred and twenty nine dollars, I was going to say the, the cheap end of the market. If they're starting to nail that, that's yep. amazing. But I mean, there was some people starting to say, oh, "Where does where do Oculus and Vive sit in this? Mm. If you're you know if you're pushing that many pixels through a phone." And well, you can see why Google have gone down there, also having their whatever they absolutely. call it, daydream option, daydream. Yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, don't get left behind on that one yet. And then the last bit that was interesting, I don't know if you remember this from Microsoft last year. Remember Microsoft when they still had a phone? They talked about you could you could take your phone and it was running Windows ten, mm. and you could plug in like a keyboard and yeah. mouse, and you could you could run you know apps or as a as a PC. And reality was that didn't perform very well. No. You know, it was a bit of a, bit, of a, bit sluggish. Um, so Samsung brought out this thing called Dex, D-E-X. So it's a dock for the phone and you, you dock it. It does the wireless charging, but it also then allows you to plug in keyboard and mouse and use Android as a, as a desktop. And I th- I've been talking about this for years, that feature mm-hmm. of you take your mo- you know, your processor around with you and then you plug it into whatever screen you happen to be near and say they're getting powerful enough to do it now. And this was kind of the next, I guess, stage on that. And it's just going to live and die on how well they can make that uh, Android experience feel like a desktop 
um, you know, experience. And they were showing him moving apps around in Windows and things like that. And I don't know whether the Android experience that is in, baked in or whether that's Samsung adding things into to, to you know to the the, the core. So from what what I was reading and what what I then and I, the next bit will come into it anyway, but they did some work with people at Microsoft so they could window the Office apps, you know, mm. more like desktop apps. But I mean, certainly what Android he was experience. using during the demo looked impressive, and yeah, it looked like if if you just want to do a few things, then that's great. And the initial feedback from the from the the, the folk that were trying it in demo rooms was it was certainly more capable than what had been done before by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see that. You know, could I could I really plug that in and then be Bluetooth and mouse and mouse and keyboard yeah. on a on a screen? And it, it, most of the time, if I just need mail and some Office apps, Take, that's kind of the iPad angle. You yeah. know, when you just want to do a little bit more productivity than that you can do on a phone. Yeah, and what they were yeah. saying about what what limited it from the you could open up as many screens as you like. And what was limiting it was just how how much was running. You know, and it was mm. the actual little dot's got a fan built in. <laughs> So right, so, trick. I was going to say that's the other thing, isn't it? Is I mean, just to see a phone driving what looked like a kind of a curved HD screen, yeah, is, yeah. you know, it's pretty impressive stuff. No, it was it's a really it's, interesting angle, really yeah. interesting. Uh, Microsoft clearly worked with them and liked what they saw because they have now got their own Samsung phone that they're <laughs> yeah. taking as their own. Sounds bizarre. Yeah, it's, so basically, you can pre-order it now. You get a, a, there's a there's a thing called a Samsung Galaxy S8 Microsoft Edition. <laughs> Which is um, which is the same phone, uh, but they're going to push their services. So it's a bit like they've bought. It's a bit like you're buying a PC and they've bundled their software on it. So you're going to be able to get. So they'll focus more on Office and OneDrive and Cortana and um, LinkedIn because they own things like that. So they'll put that front and center. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think it just shows you where 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 Microsoft really are from mm. a, a mobile perspective. Like that, that's that's dead. Um, yeah, I think you're right. But the Samsung, I thought that really good. The keynote was actually not as crazy, you know, as usual. It was it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I think the phone looks an absolute winner. Looks an yeah. I think I, I think that's a surefire success as long as it doesn't explode. Just uh, yeah, it's got but, a quite low bar to, to, to meet. <laughs> it's a low bar, but but design wise, it does. There's there's yeah. no denying that if you put it next to. You know, so the other, the other big phone they'll put it next to his iPhone. It makes iPhone yeah. look quite dated. Yeah, I think you're right. I th- you know that we've been seeing renders of these kind of edge to edge, and 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 you, you've said before you're not too keen on the curved. Well, for for a usability point of view, the curved screen. Um, but I, love, I have to say, I'll, when you see it in, exactly. see it, it does look good. Whether whether it works or not, I have, I have no concept of whether it does. Or so not. I love the look, but I just found in the edge, the edge in particular, I just I just find it because the keyboard slightly starts wrapping around, and there's right, things yeah. they could do in software to fix that. You know, mm-hmm. so that just seems to be, you know, that's where you're looking for. Come on, that's somebody should have been. Picking and now us that up. They, now that they haven't gone one way or the other, both of their phones are the edge devices so therefore they can fix that in the software now because they're only aiming it at phones that wrap around the edge of their phone you know thing i'm trying to remember when when's this out is it about three weeks four weeks it was the end of april wasn't it something like that yeah i can't remember no okay so it's not long i've scrolled up now i don't know what's next <laughs> yeah not long at all we're talking in a matter of weeks basically yeah um xbox 
has had its dashboard update. Its March update was always geared to be the big one, and it has been a fairly sizable update. Enrolled into that has been the Beam streaming service. So this is Microsoft's sort of equivalent to Twitch. Uh, they're trying to get in on that streaming service, and they've baked that into the um, the operating system for Xbox to make it nice and easy for you to just broadcast your gaming um, out live. Um, and yeah, and the, the the dashboard as a whole, it comes with a nice. It's it's much more streamlined, I'd say. It's back to the old days of when you press your your Xbox Jewel or whatever they happen to call it. It almost brings up a the old blades if you like so the equivalent now of the old blade doesn't go straight home uh, it makes for me makes more a lot of sense and it feels more organized now feels more organized the things that i want to get to seem to be at hand which is what you want a console you don't want to be digging yeah. through 50 menus. and you don't have to talk to it which is where they, they, their oh, angle was go yeah. and talk to it and i think that's that, that was ultimately that's that's what drove a lot of the decisions and that's what i mean if you go back to windows 8 it drove a lot of the decisions Ex- as well yeah. exactly they met they, they missed <laughs> they missed a step somewhere along the way and they yeah. took them a long time to recover from so that when, step. windows 8 you must touch even though if your hardware doesn't support it and most folk mm. didn't so it was like what, yeah. a, what a disaster and i think mm. xbox one yeah you're going to plug in you're going to plug in katana it wasn't katana at the time you're just going to plug in connect and talk to mm-hmm. it and it's like that's fine if because it works. everyone's going to have a connect, yeah. Yeah, that's and it's it. and it's fine if it works, but it's just not reliable enough. And I and I I I mine just mine just ditched. I don't have it plugged in anymore. No, nor do I. Um, <laughs> but I, I know I know listening to you through Halo, you know, and just. I, but that that's not through the connect. That's yeah, through my through yeah, yeah, the, yeah. just the headset. But yeah, you're right. It's it's not reliable. It's pretty buggy. And I and it, the whole point of this new dashboard is it takes out several layers of. Um, the operating that they they used to run i don't know three or four different operating systems one on top of the other to deliver all this app switching and all these multitasking type concepts so they've got rid of that and actually released some of that processing power back to the console uh, and the idea is that the menus are smoother and slicker and and in general they seem quite they do seem all right they were a bit buggy when or a bit slow when i first loaded it but i think they've sped up since then uh, uh yeah and whether that gives also more processing power to cortana um to actually load quickly rather than you know taking a minute to get you a screen grab or something yeah and also what i'm hoping is that just keep that front end for the scorpio or whatever they're going to call it when it comes out and, and uh, yeah and focus you can't, i on... guess you you kind of though want something special right i i would I'd be, I'd be quite happy with focus on your games please there's yeah. a there's a noticeable difference never mind the ps4 pro but the ps4 Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just think just the, how it's game focused rather than all this other, con- you know, yeah. You no, know, I think stuff. and I think I think Sony Sony went down the line of yeah we've got all these other things but you it's this is a platform for people to play games on, mm-hmm. and I think Microsoft were going down that you know there was all this that the DDR media, type Mi- stuff. Standard Microsoft Fair. This is the yep. whole media. This is your home hub. When actually most people who bought it didn't want it as a home hub. No, and I do, and I do think games. they're pairing it back into right to games device, and I'm hoping. You know, front end, if you want to go and add a couple of bits in, fine, but just focus on, you know, can you get 4K? Can you do some, you know, VR on the cheap? Don't mm. know. I guess we'll see in the next few months. Not long, is it, really? No. Not long. Um, Oculus founder Palmer Lucky is leaving Facebook. Um, not sure why at this stage. He's just off and up. They've, Facebook has said, oh, sad to see him go, but it's not clear why he's left. Can I, as I said, story to finish on? I should probably have thought about that in our <laughs> jumbling around all the things. But so, so Palmer Lucky was the guy that that, that did the kickstart. 
you know, so he, he did that Kickstarter for Oculus yes. Rift. Lots of people jumped on it. And he's kind of, in some ways, he kickstarted the industry again. You know, yeah. um, and obviously there was others around doing other things at a similar time. You know, there was he nailed a, it. But he's, he's he did really well. And um, Facebook, you know, you know, bought them. And um, yeah. and I guess last year there was some PR fails. You know, it, was, it turned sure. out he was funding some right wing stuff, supporting Trump, which. And this is why no one's quite ugly. sure why he left, and where that's why it's a little bit suspicious, I guess. Yeah, and there was a whole other stuff. Like they it, it didn't do Facebook any favours. No, sure. you know, so they came out and said Hillary bashing sounded like a real jolly good time. You know, and in the end of the day, he's a young young guy. You know, so yeah. he's, um, and then it went quiet. You know, he came out a few days after after all that things, all the news came out about him, which was about six seven months ago, basically saying sorry. That's not who I am. It's not, they don't represent Facebook. It's not what Facebook is. It's not what Oculus is. And then it's just radio silence. And then this came yeah. out saying he's left. And, and if, it, if it was a carefully coordinated thing, then they've done it right because, you know, it just, it, it's less of a thing. It's just done and they didn't like it. But the long and short, you know, most of the time, people who are entrepreneurs, they do their thing. They're not really interested in seeing the long term implications. You know, you know, they they want to get onto the next thing. That's where their brain works. They, it's how you can see from Elon Musk. He's, not, you know, he 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 does something, sets it up, and does it quite well. But he's not interested in what's going on. He's he's onto the next thing. He's he's looking at the next, one. and and that's quite a common trait. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's you know also just does not fitted to sitting inside of an organization. Just wants to go and do things. But there you go. That's better for the doubt. He probably got kicked because of his views. Um, right. That's the end of the podcast. We've had two podcasts in very quick succession, considering we did leave it so long. You know, it was probably. But it was a busy old week. It was one of those kind of like lots, lots happened, and it was. Yeah, and I got racing season starting next weekend, so it was always going to be tough to get one done. So there may not be a podcast uh, in this coming week, but we've got one in two weeks' time. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening. As ever, you can find out who we are and what we do at digitaloutbox.com. Info at digitaloutbox.com if you want to talk to us. And also you can talk to us via Twitter, although maybe not for so long um, if they keep going down this route. Don't at reply us. Digital Outbox. Uh, I am on Twitter as Cheesy UK and my blog for my racing stuff is academyracer.co.uk. That should start coming alive soon. Uh, where can we find you? Um, my blog is indie.net and Twitter is Reaper and hopefully cater them find somebody that's not colorblind the next time you put out a chart showing you who's racing what <laughs> it's uh it's it's heavy read <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like i'm having i'm having a fit reading this what's going on i know there you go did somebody just uh, have like nine different colors and thought that's the only that's the only way of differentiating <laughs> they do issue one for each series so you get your own little color and that's all that stands out and that's a lot better but when it's all together it's a it, you're right it's a kaleidoscope that's the word kaleidoscope um yes thank you very much for listening and speak to you next week goodbye goodbye